Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get up, get up, get up. Go Simon. Get up, get up, get up. Go Simon. Get up, get up, get up. This is a get up show. Welcome to the fantastic sixth, sixth episode of Simon Says Podcast. Seventh. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Oh, sweet. Even better. <laughs> we did seven. it. Yeah. My lucky number, seven. I still do that thing when I'm pumping gas. I try to get as many sevens either in the amount I pay or in the number of gallons. I always try to get multiple sevens. If I don't get at least two I would run gas off onto the ground. Does that work for you? Has it you tell proven me, to be lucky? You tell me. Look at me. When's the last time you actually mm. got a full tank of gas? Always. Always get a full tank of I gas. I fill up every time I get gas. Yeah, I try to do that too. But and I'm, I'm saying tr- if you're always trying to hit sevens, you're not actually oh, no. hitting I go the limit. All, I go all the way up. And I read an article that said if you... Because I'll have to go over, like the, the thing will cut off, yeah, and I have to keep forcing it in to get up to the sevens. <laughs> it says when you do that, you don't actually get that gas. It forces it back down into the underground gas layer. Oh, great. So you're paying for stuff you didn't even get. That's that, that, awesome. That could be true, but I'm still getting my sevens. Sounds as, lucky. As I said, I would run it off into the ground just to get my lucky sevens. The best thing I could ever do, I've done this before, where I've had three sevens at the top and then a 21 somewhere. Oh, woo! That is good living if you can get that. Do you then go buy a lottery ticket? Uh, no, not often. Why I just, wouldn't you? If you got that, isn't that supposed to be the pinnacle of luck? And that's where you would actually go do something with it and not maybe. just live your life? I, look, I figure the way I have it now might be as good as it gets. If I don't <laughs> do the sevens, what could happen? I was just listening to somebody talk about like how lucky their dad. Their dad won the lottery like three times. Do you think. That that's normal. Like there are people. Like we know that Ralph from Beef Burger hit lot hit the the lottery twice. He he wins sure. all the time. He but wins I also all the time. believe these people play all the time. Hundred percent. Whereas like I play, you know, I'll get on a kick and I'll buy a few lottery tickets a few weeks in a row, and then I don't buy another one for six months. Mm-hmm. But not even just the lottery. Like winning different raffles and winning different they stuff. Enter yeah, all they play of them. them all. You got to play to win. When when Ralph is not. <laughs> At Beef Burger, uh-huh. he is playing the lottery. The last time I ran into him was at Sheets, and guess what he was doing? He was playing buying lottery. lottery tickets. He was buying scratch-offs. He was buying quick picks, and that's what he does. He plays the lottery for a living. I feel like I need to start investing in the lottery. 
uh, it's not a smart investment, but no. I've never done a lot of smart things in my investment days. I invested in tattoos, and look how that turned out. <laughs> well, you still have them. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, you're right. They have that's, not gone up in value, though. But that's that's better than a lot of investments right now. At least you still have those. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. So uh, we got to talk about something that we don't really talk about on our radio show because we like to keep things up and peppy. By the way, Sean here. There's Charlie. Charlie, Maddie. Hi. Over there. The coronavirus has gripped the world. The media is absolutely overhyping this thing. I truly believe that. I think that the media is feeding on this and is scaring people to death with it. What I don't understand is that in the past, the media has also terrified us with the H1N1, the bird flu, the Zika virus, and we didn't shut everything down like they're starting to do with the coronavirus. So what's what's the difference with this one? I think there's a lot of differences. I think the economic ramifications, because China's involved so heavily and because our money is so mixed up with China, Yeah, that's one thing that's really different this time. Another thing that's different is the unknown. Some of those other illnesses had been around and had been studied. This is all brand new. Okay. You know, they, they, they don't know a lot about this one. But I did some, some reading on Asian websites, and I read about some guys who had been in Wuhan, isn't that where it started? Yes. Yeah. And had been there from the peak through the kind of bell curve where they started containing it. And now there are so few new cases where it was 4,000 a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago. Now it's down to, I, I don't know the actual figures, but it's minuscule compared to what it was. And they were talking about what's the difference? What are you seeing? How did you get through that? How did you live there? And you're, you're now here reporting back on that. And some of the interesting things he said was talking to those doctors, the people who succumbed to it were almost all around 80 years old plus. Yes, it's elderly people that seem to be um, getting it the worst and also anyone that has like a compromised immune system. Something else that was super interesting about this is that kids don't get it. Kids, the, the doctors there in China hadn't treated kids for severe cases of this. That's good. Yeah. Kids get the flu, obviously. <clears throat> yes, all the time. Kids suffer from the flu, and this year has been a particularly bad flu year, but they don't necessarily, so far anyhow, suffer from this. Those Chinese doctors hadn't dealt with kids who were very sick from this. The other thing he said was, in, in answering the question, how did you move around and live there and get through this, he practiced the social distance. When he met people, he stayed six feet away from everybody. When they would travel, they would sit one per row on buses. Oh. They used tons of hand sanitizer, which I know you don't like, but if you're not around a sink, if you're out traveling around from place to place right. on and off buses, you got to use hand sanitizer. In that case, if I can't wash my hands, then I would use hand sanitizer. But in regular everyday life, I'm not a fan. So if if you... If you kind of pick and choose, which is hard to do when, you, when you're when you so bombarded with the 24-hour news cycle and it's so scary, you know, when they're, it's coming at you from all directions and the news is all so bad, if you take the time and go in and read some of these stories that are kind of just giving you the straight facts, you know, may, maybe 
it's not as scary as, what, as the surface. What's crazy to me is the idea of they talk about the quarantines and the self-imposed quarantines and all the thing. And like what they did over in China is they shut whole cities down yeah. to the point where you did a, you see a map from space and you could see the difference in air pollution where factories mm-hmm. shut down. Like it, it was the that first drastic, time that ever happened, which is crazy. But then you have these stories like the guy in New Hampshire who was on a self-imposed quarantine and then showed up to an event because he had tickets. Mm-hmm. Or the guy just recently who took his daughter to a father-daughter dance, even though his other daughter had you know, had been exposed. All these instances of people are just being dumb. Yeah. And like, well, I don't want to inconvenience myself. It's like, dude, if you're in a quarantine, like that's how it spreads. People just being dumb. That's true. And like not listening to the things and the, cause they say, I mean, it does spread very easily Yeah, just through. because he doesn't have symptoms. Doesn't mean he's not carrying it and giving it to some old person who could end up really sick. Exactly. From it. But that's the thing. It's like, God forbid I'm inconvenienced by the fact what I, you want me to well, quarantine I mean, myself. I know I rolled up. around in it, but I feel fine. So everybody else just deal with it. And that's the thing is that then it just, you know, that it, Again, that's how it spread. And they were also saying part of why it was so weird here, so kind of a little bit more hyped up, is that how fast, once they realized what was happening, how fast it was spreading. And and this, the fact like where it started in the Seattle area, or that that nursing home in Washington State, it just started branching out because then people will finally realize what to look for. And that's what I think where people get freaked out. Well, the once they start really testing for it, the tests aren't even fully here yet. They were supposed to be here this week, and by the end of the week, there's going to be so many millions of tests. And there's going to be a lot more once they start testing more people. There's going to be a lot more people who show positive for it. But mm-hmm. the number of deaths, the majority of the deaths in America happened in that nursing home. But that's the thing. In that, and again, look who's in the nursing home. It's the yeah. people who are at risk. Yeah. It was and, so sad. This one wife had to visit her husband through the window because yeah. they can't. They won't let anyone, family members, come in and visit. So they had to. They were like at the window and talking on the phone to each other because she can't go inside. Another interesting thing to look at is the people who have had it, quarantined, gotten over it gone back home if you watch the interviews with them and listen to their stories there's one guy who basically had a high fever for a day and a half and that's it no other symptoms yeah and and said well that that's about it i didn't really have a cough i didn't really have a sore throat and and now i feel fine and that was my only symptom another guy said he had a bad headache and a fever for two three days and now he's fine and back home and nothing so what's the deal with cruise ships side note well, they're did a giant see, petri dish, first of all. Like, yeah. Did you see the story about, like, there was another story that popped up online. And again, this is also, it's like, I saw on the internet. Yeah. Okay. But this woman's saying that, like, they're still quarantined on a cruise ship, and now people are fighting over rotten food. And it's like. Oh, no. Well, why, why are they on the cruise ship? Why do, you know, there's no other way, or there's no better system, or there's nowhere else to put them well that was the thing they were trying to decide where to bring them in that had a facility that could handle all the people and test all the people because on that one cruise ship that supposedly was going to dock in oakland they just they didn't know where to bring them in because of they didn't have the facility to handle all those cases mm-hmm. see that's crazy to me that we and today we're here we are here we are in the, in the 2020 and we can't figure out in case of any emergency well, what do we do with these sick people? It's like, well, what would we do with any sick people? Why don't we have a backup emergency plan? Like, why wouldn't there be something in place? 
where if anything happened, like they, it could be any virus that they don't know or couldn't identify, like how, where would we do, you know, where would we put these people? Whereas what was it in Washington state where they're like, they, they, they bought an abandoned like motel no, I think that was in China. Was that China? I yeah. think no. I think it was in the states. Was it? Where they're like, well, here's what we'll do: we'll put these people in this motel until we figure out what to do. It just seems like how are there not a better? How is there not a better system in place that just in case anything happened? That's a great question. I don't I, know because that's how I roll. I roll as I plan for the worst, and then you know, Hope for the I'm best. good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It seems like there should be an island. There, sh- there should be some island somewhere where everybody could just go chill for a while. All right, as long as it doesn't have a donkey wheel and a smoke monster. Don't even start talking about Lost. <laughs> you know somebody will show up on that island with the dang thing They because, hey, I really wanted to go to this island. I yeah. mean, I know I had some symptoms. And the but... next thing you know, they spin the donkey wheel and they're in the desert with no, a polar bear. No, I don't, a no, don't even bring up Lost. That show stole six years of my life. I will never forgive that show. And I almost didn't watch Watchmen because that same dude wrote it, Damon I, Lindelof. I saw another one of the guys pop up on something else. But yeah, it's that's what's crazy to me. Oh, the other thing is shopping right now, going and trying to find reasonable things. I never bought hand sanitizer that I can ever remember in my life. No. I don't think I ever bought it. I used to get it. Like, you know, we you get would a get a little it. gift with some yeah, of it in there or exactly. something. Yeah, that's all the or, that's all that I have. Or a cute one. Like the ones that are a Santa Claus or a reindeer yeah. or a snowman or whatever. Or I bought a couple to put in my drawer, my magic drawer in there. Yeah, I bought one the other day for my car because the other one I had had expired. Never, never think about it. So the other day I'm at the store and I look, none. And then I read online that you can make it with aloe vera gel and alcohol. You can't find aloe vera gel or alcohol Well, anymore. I read that the alcohol isn't strong enough for that anyway, so don't do it. It depends on the alcohol. It's got to be at least 90-something percent. Right. And, and a friend of mine from back in the day, Kitty Kennan, y'all know that name, Kitty Kennan? No. She's a rock and roll radio DJ from back in the day, RDU. Anyway, she put online that she's making hers out of Everclear and See, aloe vera why gel. why are you going to waste good Everclear like that? Everclear ain't good. Thing? That ain't good. <laughs> I mean, oh, if oh, you're in desperate geez. measures. Jeez, Everclear. You're speaking of de- desperate measures, I told y'all about the time I was sneaking Everclear. And I had it hidden inside a decorative bottle, and it was some kind of promotional item that had my Sean Sellers written on it. Yeah, and, and did it, it looked, eat it? Yeah, <laughs> it ate its way out. Well, no, it <laughs> ate. Like I was sneaking it. I put the Everclear in the decorative bottle, mm-hmm. and I would go into my museum room every so often, and I'd get me a little sip of that because it only takes a sip of Everclear I'm to sure. take take the edge off, get a little pick me up. <laughs> so anyway, I'd go in there and get me a little pick me up. And then at some point, I decided to look and see how much pick-me-up was left in the little decorator bottle, and it had eaten all the finish off the inside of the bottle, and that was floating around down in there. And Tasty. I was, I was drinking that every time I was sneaking a right. sip. So yeah, that was pretty smart. I thought that was funny. I, when Tito's came out and said, you can't use this as a sanitizer, that was 100% a promotional thing by Tito's, wasn't it? No, I, it think, people were, I think people were really doing it. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily. vodka to sanitize their hands. Well, I mean, not necessarily, but someone someone put it out there on the TikTok or the Twitter or something like that oh, yeah. and said, hey, if you can't find hand sanitizer, you can use straight alcohol. Yeah. I mean, I'd use the plastic jug vodka, but I wouldn't be using it. What is that, that called? Pop off? Aristocrat? No. Oh, no. Aristocrat's like the standard well. That's well. There's another one, though, that's cheaper than that. We've had this conversation before, and I can't think of it. It's cheaper than both of those. And was it just vodka? I mean, could you have used any other form of gin? 
It depends on the proof. Well, that's the whole thing. If the proof and most alcohol that we drink on the daily doesn't have a high enough proof to kill all those germs. I don't even think 151 is strong enough. Only Everclear is the, is the thing strong enough. Can you even get Everclear in North Carolina? I thought yes. you couldn't buy it here. Can you? Uh, yeah. Oh, I must have been able to because I was sneaking it out well, of my but decorator. No, I mean, not when, not. I don't know how long ago that was, but in recent years, you weren't allowed to buy Everclear in no, North Carolina. No, only because I feel like the last time I was at the liquor store, I was looking for something else and I, I do remember seeing it. I don't know. I hadn't been in the liquor store since I made my eggnog at Christmas time. I have. Yeah, I don't I normally look for the Everclear, so I so, never noticed. How are y'all doing? Speaking of uh, hard times, how are y'all doing with the time change? Are you staying strong? Are you doing okay? It's fine. I am loving, like, my wife gets home from work. We go walk the dogs. It's so nice. I can grill out more at night. Uh, well, it's been too cold to grill. I mean, maybe you like standing oh, out there in your puffy coat, a, but I don't. Nah, I, I, I like grilling. The rain. I, like, I like grilling in the cold. I don't but, mind. Like, uh, it didn't freak me out because my now my phone changes for me. So when I woke up on Sunday morning and looked at my clock, I was like, oh, okay, well, it's 844, da, 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 that's what time it is. And so I didn't even have to think about it. It wasn't like, oh, my phone says it's 844, but it's really 944. Uh, I hate it so much. I can't wait till fall. Oh, I'm counting down the minutes like, until we fall back. Why you got to ruin summer like that? I but, hate I hate the time change. When it, when we fall back is my prime. You don't it's, like long days and sunny no, skies? No, the balance is out. Time After to while, kill. it's going to all balance out. You talk about how dark it is when we get up. It's dark anyways when we get up. It's like, when does the sun start shining through the window in the studio? But I mean, like... It'll start balancing no. out within the next few weeks, no. and it's going to be fine. No. And it's still awesomely light out at the end of the day, that, which I That love. doesn't matter to me. That light at the end of the day is Maybe keeping me up at night. Maybe you need to get night. out and get out. Turn off your talkies. Socialize. Turn off the Old West and get out and yeah. spend some time with some people. You know what? You've got a DVR. If you need to, you can, you can record these old-timey reruns. My DVR is full. Of all time reruns, yeah, and Mystery Science Theater three thousand because it's coming on Comet. It comes on twice on Friday nights. That is worthwhile. Woo! Since he doesn't actually stay up for Friday night, he has to DVR it. Jeez, I tried to stay up one time, and I was like, I'd love to want to be able to stay up and watch you. (laughs) I went (laughs) to a a break. I went to a comedy show on Saturday night, and it started at nine thirty. Didn't actually start till ten, and I was like. This is a lot for me. I bet. I am Oh, yeah. Sleepy. Well, when we took the kid to the Post Malone concert, he didn't come on stage until almost 10. Oh. And it was like, oh, my God. Speaking of Post Malone, I'm glad you brought that up. Is he on drugs, and are you worried about him? You saw him in concert live. Did you think, oh, my God, this guy's going to die? No, I did not think that at the concert. Um, Posty is a little quirky. So there's a few things about him that you're just like, oh, he's just so cute and weird. But some of those videos that were coming out did look a little disturbing. I'm not going to lie. The things that people were putting on Twitter and everything, they did look a little little disturbing. But he says he's great. He says that, but what are you going to say to your fans who are children? He's like in his late 20s, I think. Okay, well... If someone was putting up videos of me in my late 20s, it wouldn't have been great and have been a lot of talk of, am I okay? But you were on drugs in your late 20s. <laughs> right. right. And well, that's the point. <laughs> actually, he says that um, all he does now is drink alcohol, that he hasn't done anything. He even had his own line of marijuana come out 
and he had some kind of a like marijuana induced panic attack, so he even quit smoking weed. It happens. But does he still have his line of marijuana that his name's attached to? I don't know. I'm sure. Interesting. But yeah, and the reason that they were saying that they're worried about him being strung up, strung, strung up, strung out on hard drugs is because he was his eyes were rolling back and he was mumbling and falling down. But then his agent or somebody said that's part of the act, and he's been doing that to the song Rockstar for hundreds of shows. You saw the show. Did he act like that when he did that song? Did We you? were in the cheap seats. I couldn't tell. Like even on the video monitors, you couldn't <laughs> I, tell. I didn't notice, okay. no. Because a friend of mine was debating about whether to bring her daughter to see Post Malone at that show you went to the other day. And she said, you know, it's on a school night. I don't know if we should do it. Why don't we catch him when he comes back around? And the daughter's response was, he's going to die of a drug overdose before then. We'll never be able to see him if oh, we don't go this Oh, that's time. not a good thing to think yeah, about. Yeah, sadly, I mean, how old is this kid? I mean... High school. Okay. They've already seen a couple of their their famous people. Sure. I mean, not, not like crossover, but there was that kid, Mac Miller. There's a little peep. I mean, these aren't names that everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. But they've had a few of them go out mm-hmm. due to drug overdoses. Mm-hmm. Whereas like ours... And I think that's where a lot of the online concern came from, where it was like, let's not lose another one. Yeah. They were afraid. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, he got on stage in Memphis the other night and said, you guys, I'm great. I'm living my best life. Don't worry about me. Mm. But that's what they always say. They always say that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I'm having a pretty rough time right now. Yeah. Hey, I can't kick it. I'm I'm sick all the time. Enjoy the show. But I didn't. Okay, so from the show that I witnessed, I did not see anything that he wasn't slurring. He wasn't. He didn't seem like he was stumbling. I couldn't see his face real close, but everything, nothing at that live show concerned me. No. Well, since you couldn't see his face, I'll tell you, he is some kind of pretty. Oh, I love him, though. He's such a sweet little boy. He's a mess. Yeah, but he he does seem he comes off in interviews and stuff like he has a he seems to have a good attitude about everything. He doesn't seem like a real jerk. Right. He seems like he's still having fun with it. But I mean, look, it seems like a lot of them hit hit a certain wall, then they dial it back, then they like ah, oh, you know, I need to correct this and maybe dial down some of the parts. Yeah, sure. You and know, then they go back for one last hurrah, and that's the end of it, just like know, Janis Joplin. You know that Angel Carrie Underwood hung out with him backstage at his show in Nashville. Oh, she's a sweet baby. Right. And if she could hang out with him and post a picture and say thank you for the hospitality and you're great and all that stuff, huh. I think he's fine. And her new face tattoo looks awesome. <laughs> Don't you dare talk about her that way. It says idol above her eyebrow. So two of us in this room remember... A, a very special game that used to come on after school called TV Pow. I have no idea what this is. How could you not know TV Pow? See, I don't when remember. When was this? Well, for me, and maybe some people listening will remember, the TV show Barney's Army that came on Channel 28 after school. Barney's Army was a cartoon show, and it was hosted by Barney which was this not quite animated guy. His arms would move and his eyes would move and his mouth would move, but the rest was just a drawing. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't sound terrifying. And, and it was <clears throat> Barney. <clears throat> Barney was the host and he'd have like Chili Willie and Barney Bear and, you know, the cheap cartoons, yeah. Walter yeah, yeah, Lance yeah, yeah, cartoons. Yeah, Chili Willie. And uh, part of the show was he would open up the phone lines and play a game of TV Pow, which looked like 
basically asteroids and they would put that up on the screen and the person on the phone would say pow and every time the person on the phone said pow it would fire at the asteroids coming and the number that you hit was your score and then you'd win like a gift certificate to north hills mall or something like that all right, he, so no, they did not have this in Indiana. But mine. all over the place. They had them at all these kids' shows all over the country. You yeah, know? never up, heard of it. They, mine was on a, like a, one of the television stations out of Boston. They did it, and I don't remember the name of it, but I think it was like an Intellivision game. Do you remember Intellivision? No. We had that. I had that. It was like, not Atari, it's Intellivision. Well, yeah, clearly yeah. it was somebody holding the game, and they would but, just put it up. So that's the thing, but I remember it was one of their games, and it's I had forgotten all about it, and we'd mentioned it before, but I started listening to, I'm listening to a book. I'm listening to the Beastie Boys book right now. Oh, I bet that's awesome. And it's it's great, but they were talking. I think Adam Horowitz was talking about how they would do it, and it was the same thing we were talking about. There, everybody would try to time it just right. Yeah. The pow. Yeah. Pow. You would have a strategy where you would try to hit the rocks when they're coming down and really play, and then invariably. Some idiot would get on there yeah. <laughs> and they just go pow, 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 like the whole 30 seconds. They would just fill it up with pow, 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 pow. And I'd be like, oh, you idiot. You're not using any game skill at all. He used to drive me <laughs> but nuts. Then they would win. They'd win big I time. I don't remember if they'd win or not. But the funny thing is, is that that makes me laugh because it reminds me of playing video games. And that's how I would win games is just spamming buttons. It's like, yeah. you know, like any fighting game. Like if you ever were playing Mortal Kombat at the arcade, that's how we'd win. Just kick, kick, punch, kick, kick. Really? You didn't have any any like no. strategy? I had zero. I still to this day have no strategy. Wow. I incorporate that into my Xbox playing today against the children. No kidding. Oh, I am a button masher, as they say. That used to burn me up, man. Oh, it's the best. But yeah, that, I, I do remember that. I never got through. I never got to be that kid. I never got through either. I used to try sometimes. Did you have an, an after-school cartoon host that you watched? Um, I don't remember an after-school cartoon host. I remember the weekend horror movie host, Sammy Terry. Sammy Terry. Yeah. Okay. That's a great name. That is a good one. He was. He kind of dressed like a vampire. But he had like a the cowl on his head and uh-huh. white face and a big long cloak and he had the spider. What was the spider's name? I always was it Boris? Stupid. No, it was like Fred or. But he had a spider that came down and it was the fakest looking spider, but it was his pet. And one time he was at our county fair. Ooh. And I was like four years old and my parents we started walking up towards the stage and I just started bawling because I was so scared of Sammy Terry. I can't imagine, you know, kids cry when they meet Santa Claus. You know, what are they gonna do when they see Sammy Terry with his weird spooky spider? No, I loved I loved Santa Claus, but we had the <laughs> other Santa Claus had a spider. The other afternoon cartoon host from WITN Channel 7 from down at the coast was Whitney the Hobo, who was also the weather guy, who was also the horror host from the Saturday Night Horror Movies. But Whitney the Hobo came to Henderson when we got our first Domino's pizza. And (laughs) by then, I was too old to be into this stuff. But I was like, what? Whitney the Hobo's in town. So I gotta go. I did. I went to Domino's Pizza and poor Whitney the Hobo was there by himself in front of the Domino's Pizza, and I pulled up with some other roughnecks, and we got out of the smoky car. And he thought you were going to rob him. No, nah, he was all right. <laughs> and I got him to autograph. He was giving out little headshots, yeah. Whitney the Hobo headshots, and I got him to autograph one and shook his gloved hand. See, that said, 
the the way you describe this dazed and confused scenario, you guys pulling up. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he was still pretty excited that someone pulled up and knew who he was and like you know, when you see somebody out in public, do you ever do this? Like, do you see people like, I've seen Ed Matthews before and hesitated to say anything. I don't say anything anymore. I used to, but now I, I don't know why. Sometimes it's like, uh, I don't want them to know that I know. I'll just hit my friends and be like, that's Lainey Pope. That's yeah. Lainey I do Pope. that all the time. You Who's... remember that super pretty girl that had the the beauty mark, the mole on her face? I can't remember her name or what channel she was on, but she was oh, I gorgeous. She was at the deli counter at Teeter one time, and I knew exactly who she was. Yeah. But I just walked by like, <laughs> See, it's it's funny to me because, I mean, I know that we're on radio, but every once in a while, it would be nice like to just, hey, aren't you? Oh, yeah. James yeah. Thornsberry knew who I was at the beer store one afternoon. There was a super long line, and he walked in, and we looked at each other, and he, he like, looked twice and then he smiled and waved and then on the way out i said it's weird to run into somebody you don't really think you're supposed to know who that is isn't it <laughs> See, I like that. but you, you know who he was he's as famous to us from facebook as exactly. we are to him <laughs> yeah isn't that weird and you know what the, the scenario that i always wish for huh i want lady pope to say hey aren't you so like aren't you maddie from laney's cool but I'm, which i've heard but i'm saying it would be nice it would be nice to get the respect of our TV you want, brethren. You want to hear a cool Lenny Pope story? Yeah. Sure. When we were in New York on that trip to go see the Broadway shows, we went to have that brunch um, at the Marquee, whatever, Marriott, and it's in that revolving restaurant. Yes. And it's the biggest buffet you've ever seen in your life. They call it brunch, but it's everything. It's roast beef and shrimp and pasta and all your breakfast items and everything you've ever thought of for dessert. I mean, everything. And so Lainey is little bitty woman, yes. you know, in great shape. She's gorgeous. So she comes back first from the dessert island. You're, you're revolving around this thing. <laughs> and there's like, here's the breakfast items. Here's all the beef and uh, that kind of stuff. Here's the breads. Here's the seafood. And here's the dessert island. She comes back from the dessert island with a full plate <laughs> of cream puffs and little pies and little cakes and little candies and everything. I mean, a full plate. This little bitty woman comes back and she's like taking pictures with it and everything. She maybe eats four bites off of the whole plate. And then she's like, oh, I feel awful. I got all of this stuff and I don't know what to do. I don't want them to come back and see this, that I didn't even touch any of this. I said, don't worry about it. Just mash it up with your fork and they'll think you tried everything. <laughs> and, and then I didn't look to see what she was doing and everybody's talking and everything. I look back. Lainey Pope was mashing up her plate of dessert. <laughs> yes. I think that's a bold move. <laughs> Listen, Julia Luck, if you're listening, feel free to come up and ask for a picture. I will not bite. I'm perfectly nice. You can approach me anytime. <laughs> Julia Luck was on this show with us, remember? Yes, she was. Back she's, in the day. she's actually come by here. She's she's super mm -hmm. cool, super sweet. Ed's great, too. Ed used to come to everything. He used to come to all of our parties back in the day. Look, I don't know how he did it either, because he would come to our parties until they shut down, and then he'd be on the news the next morning when we got up. Well, he's hardcore. He is. All hard the 4.30 is too early to start. I, I would petition that they not have to do that. We love him, though. We love all you guys. Whenever you see Maddie out, act like you know who he is. If you see, listen, if you see a bearded, bald guy with glasses. <laughs> yeah, just that's Maddie. That's got to be him. You might get it. We love you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Anything you want to leave them with, Charlie? Uh, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands.
Maddie. I got some uh, side uh, sanitation uh, liquid if you, you want to buy it. Some sanitation liquid? You get What's that, that from called? The Department sanitizer? of Sanitation? Hand sanitizer. I don't know why I couldn't think of that right there. You're doing good. <laughs> it's a time it's change. It's real good. It's real classy. <laughs> time change is taking its toll on you. Next time. Bye. All right, bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.